0: This is so weird doing this again. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to the How Great is the Art podcast, the most wholesome podcast in the Northwest. I know, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. It's just, I've just been going through a hard time with this podcast. Um, I've been struggling to, you know, come up with ideas that I want to do and that I think would be interesting and informative. And also finding people to record with, also finding the time to record. And so that's why I've taken so long uh, with putting out episodes. But I'm really sorry guys, I'm going to try to get back on it. And it starts with this episode today. And today we're going to be talking about the man, no, some, not so much the myth, but the legend Vincent Rango. Now, why are we talking about Vincent van Gogh? Well, a lot of people know Vincent van Gogh from his famous paintings such as Starry Night or The Sunflower. Or they may know him from him cutting his ear off and sending it to a prostitute. That's the story I heard. I know there's other conspiracies about what happened with his ear. Um, Or the guy who died way too early, tragically. Some said it was suicide. Some say he got shot by a kid playing with a gun in a field. Um, there's a lot of conspiracies and weird stuff about Vince Van Gogh, but one thing that is never really mentioned is how religious the man was, to the point where if he was successful in becoming a priest, he may have never been the man we know today. Now, Van Gogh was born in a deeply religious family. His father was a minister of the Dutch Reformed Church, and his mom was just a very strong, religious, rigid woman. In one of hundreds and hundreds of letters to his brother Theo, he described his childhood as austere, sterile, and cold, which doesn't sound too great, but it's understandable when you see what he went through. In his developmental years, he bounced from school to school, going from village school to boarding school to middle school, all through which he was deeply unhappy. It was also around this time where his love for art started blossoming. His mum encouraged him to draw, and he took a liking to it, seeing it as a way of expressing himself. During his time at middle school, he was taught by a very successful artist, Cornelius Constance... I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. Um, But he had a more impressionist kind of style. His philosophy was to... uh, To reject technique and capture the impression of nature and objects rather. Around age 20, his life took a turn for the best though. His uncle got him a job at an art dealership and he was making more money than both his parents. Unfortunately for Vincent though, this wouldn't last long. He became deeply infatuated with his landlord's daughter only to find out that she was engaged to a former lodger and so she rejected him. This caused him to become much more isolated than he was before and much more religious than he was before. After working around tears at that job, his uncle and father transferred him to Paris where he became resentful of how the art dealership ran because they saw it as a commodity. Bangor cared deeply about the art and so because of that disagreement, he got laid off from the job a year later. In 1876, when he was around 23, he decided to become a boarding school teacher back in England, but it didn't really work out for him. (laughs) This guy, nothing ever works out for him. But um, yeah, so he decided to pursue... um, (laughs) He decided to pursue a career as a Methodist minister assistant. And this is where we get to the meat and potatoes, guys. This is where he found his desire to become a priest. <laughs> so after that short-lived as a uh, Methodist ministering assistant, he went back home for Christmas and he spent his time working in a bookshop for around six months. He didn't like it and he mostly spent his time doodling or translating Bible passages into German and French. And this is where his, his faith started to grow. Um, he became very pious and monastic. And to fuel his religious conviction, his parents sent him to live in Amsterdam with his uncle Johannes, who was a respected theologian in the city. It was around this time that Vincent was preparing to study at the University of Amsterdam. Uh, he wanted to do a degree in theology and around this time he was immersing himself in the christian faith he preached a couple sermons you can actually check out one of his sermons if you type in vince van gogh sermon on google um i will say it is a bit of a slow burner and apparently they weren't that well received um but it's just cool seeing an artist i respect have like a sermon out there i think that's really cool Unfortunately though, after 15 months of long, hard studying and preparation, he only went and bottled it. He failed the entrance exam. This guy just can't catch a break. So what did he do? He left his uncle's house. He went to Brussels. He tried to get into a missionary school, did the three month trial and was deemed unqualified. Now, the saddest thing about this is that during this time, Vincent wrote hundreds and hundreds of letters to his brother Theo. Um, And you can actually read the letters online and you can just see the emotions he was going through and like the excitement that he had while writing these letters to his brother. Like, let let me just read an extract from one of them. So this is Letter 74, uh, 26 of August, 1876. So this was during that time where he was studying uh, for the exams. So he says here, he says, I am still far from being what I want to be, but with God's help, I shall succeed. I want to be bound to Christ with unbreakable bonds and to fill these bonds, to be sorrowful yet always rejoicing. To live in and for Christ, to be the one of the poor of his kingdom, steeped in the leaven, filled with his spirit, impelled by his love, reposing in the Father with the repose of which I am wrote to you in my last letter. To become one who finds repose in him alone, who desires nothing but him on earth, and who abides in the love of God and Christ, from whom we are fervently bound to one another. Wow. See, that's some emotion right there. And it shows how deeply in this he was, how deeply religious he was. This is just one of the letters, you know. So imagine him saying all these things and only to fail twice in his mission to becoming a priest. Now, I'm not gonna read all of them. You can find all the letters he wrote to his brother online. But in a lot of them, it was him talking about his faith and how he loved to read the Bible and he wanted to know more and he deeply wanted to to do what Christ called him to do and how he was going through tough times, but the letters to, that his brother sent him actually cheered him up a lot and um, his love for Christ kept pushing him on, which I think is beautiful despite him failing twice. So after failing the missionary, Vincent did not stop. He still tried to find a way to enter the ministry. So he spent several months as a missionary in an impoverished coal mining community around southern Belgium. In order to support his impoverished community, Vincent gave up his lodge, which was in a bakery and swapped it for a small hut where he had to sleep on straw. He gave his food, he gave his clothes away to them and he decided he wanted to live, to live more humbly, you know. In my opinion, this is very commendable. You know, this reminds me a lot of how Jesus was living back in the day. You know, he would sit down with the sinners, you know, he would sit down with the poor. He would, he wouldn't treat himself as better than them. Although he was, he was better than everyone in this earth, but he lowered himself down to our level. He humbled himself. And Vincent has shown shades of that in here by giving away his stuff in the community. As she says in the Bible, let me pull it out. Pastor Josh is going to be in a building. In James 2, James talks about faith. Now, faith without actions is a dead faith. And he says this. He says, Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? So James here is using the example of feeding and clothing, um, those in need as an example of faith in action of faith that's alive faith that moves faith with works and that's what Vincent has shown in in practice by giving away his food and his clothes and his home to the impoverished mining community now it's funny I say that because the church authorities weren't messing with what Vincent was doing they said he was undermining the dignity of priesthood which is extremely silly considering what Jesus did and how Jesus lives on this earth when he was here. That's that's crazy to me. But anyway, they dismissed him. After this, Vincent decided it was enough and decided to turn back to art and pursue a career as an artist. Under his brother Theo's recommendation, he decided to go back to art school and he studied anatomy and and rules of modeling and all that good stuff. Now I just want to take this moment to show that just because right something may seem like the best option may seem like the most godly thing to do, does not make it the right thing to do. Doesn't make does not make it the right thing for you because if you look at this, Vincent got rejected by two different schools in his pursuits to be a minister, then tried to be a missionary, did missionary things, gave up his clothes, his food, his house, and still got rejected. But when he decided to go back to art, that's when he got accepted. And his art has made the biggest impact out of all those three. No one really knows about his ministering or his sermons but everyone knows his art people are impacted by his art every single day so what does that tell you our plans are not better than God's just because it may seem more godly it may seem like the more godly thing to do the more religious thing to do doesn't mean that, that was meant for you God has someone for that you know God has someone to put in that position it's not you stick to what you know stick to what God has given you and make the most out of it glorify god in that now what i also find interesting is that when deciding to do art vincent chose to reject the traditional subjects of churches and cathedrals and decided to go for nature and just the things he sees perhaps this is because of his checkered past with the ministry or maybe he just saw god in a different way than everyone else did Take his first masterpiece, The Potato Eaters, for instance. You see a small family of five, seemingly poor, surrounded by a small lamp in a dark, gloomy room, eating potatoes, which were very cheap. And when you look at the painting, it's like you can tell that he sees something sacred in it. And it's not a romanticization of the poor because they don't look perfect. They don't look amazing. They, they look like how you would think they look. They look cold. The, the colors he used are dark and gloomy and horrible. But at the same time, they just look like a regular family. They aren't crying and upset. At the same time, they're not gleeful and happy because that's just how they were at the time. There's like a sense of purity to it, you know? It just seems so real. And that's what's so special about Vincent's work and how impactful it is because it's like he sees the sacredness in the little things and the people that aren't like at the forefront, the highest people. He sees the sacredness in the poor. And that's what Jesus did. And I feel like there's it's just an excellent it's excellent representation of Christianity there. And although it's not overly religious in your face like Christianity, it just makes you feel for those people. It makes you want to be more loving toward those people. What does the Bible say? Love your neighbour as yourself. Hello. Now unfortunately we all know how Vincent's story ended. You know, he grew extremely ill mentally, took a toll on his body too, and he was unfortunately killed. At a very early age of 37 Some say he was shot Some say it was suicide Either way I think it's very tragic What happened to him Um And I just respect him A lot more Like I respected him before Even before knowing that he was a Christian just Because I just loved his work And how expressive it was But at the same time the subjects were so simple And now I know His religious background It just makes it even better for me personally um but yeah rp to mr vincent van gogh i'm not saying he was perfect he probably did some horrible things that's, that's not a nice thing to say <laughs> he probably did some things that uh, weren't like the, the best right but seeing this side of him seeing this aspect of him it just made me respect him a lot more so rest in peace mr vincent van gogh and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you liked this it's kind of a different format I guess it's a more informative episode rather than just me talking and ranting or me talking to a friend so if you guys like this I'm going to do more of these um, because there's a lot of artists that have like religious themes or religious backgrounds in their work and no one really knows so if you want me to look into another artist I'll do it because I'll be happy to yeah anyway guys thank you for listening and i'll see you on the next one goodbye